It's another great day and a delight to be permitted into your homes and hearts. I remain as always the voice of one. Death is a subject we generally don't like to speak about. Indeed, in some cultures it is taboo. However, there is one death that we cannot but speak about on a regular basis. It is the death of Jesus Christ, the Son of God. To understand why we must talk about his death, we need to appreciate why he died, a death so gruesome that it is sometimes too painful to talk about. Everyone born on earth is born with a major defect, regardless of how beautiful, knowledgeable, and well-endowed the person may be. This defect is sin. Sin is transgression against God and is in the blood of every human being. When Adam and Eve, the progenitors of all human race, disobeyed God in the Garden of Eden, they sinned against God. And that sin was transferred to all human beings born into the world. That is why you never have to teach a child to tell lies. He does it naturally and effortlessly. Also, you don't teach any human being to be manipulative. It comes naturally. Sin breeds more sinfulness and its effects include murder, jealousy, prostitution, drug addiction, despicable sexual preferences, corruption, idol worship, wickedness, rebellion, greed, and so on. The calamities in the world today are the result of sin, either directly or indirectly. God who made us cannot stay where there is sin, which explains why he destroyed the first world with a flood. Many of us would have loved to have a relationship with God, but we somehow know that as a result of our sins, we cannot. So we hide from him, make excuses for our sins, or even try to justify them. Sometimes, to pay for our sins, we try to punish ourselves. Or look for ways to appease God. When appeasement doesn't work, we create our own means of trying to reach God. And when this does not work, we invent all kinds of gods whom we deceive ourselves into believing would enable us to live peaceful and prosperous lives here on earth. Thus, it is common to find men bowing down to all manner of things and calling them God or God's representatives. For example, men worship cows, snakes, and all manner of living things. Not only that, men carve up wood or stones into shapes that suit their fancy or bend iron into different kinds of forms and then bow down to those objects as their medium of communication with their maker. Some even bow to the sun, the moon, and the stars. Others still bow to and worship money and people of means. In the midst of all these sinful deeds, the one true God revealed himself to a group of people in the hope that they would tell the world about him. Unfortunately, instead of these chosen people, the nation of Israel, telling and showing the world that God is the one true God and that all men should seek after him, they themselves got entangled in worshipping the things that the rest of the world were worshipping. With such sinfulness being piled upon inherited sin from our ancestors, man and the society in which he lives have become depraved. In this state of depravity, all manner of abominable acts are carried on. Mothers sell their daughters into prostitution, parents kill their children for money, and many other despicable acts too distasteful to mention. It is against the backdrop of this depraved and morally dark world that God put into effect his salvation plan. This plan was to make man good so that God can be with him. To achieve this, sin first had to be removed from man's life. And by the removal of sin, man could become what God intended before Adam and Eve sinned. That is to exercise dominion over all that he has created and to show forth his glory to the world. This is where Jesus Christ steps in. Let us explain. If you see an ant about to enter into a place of certain death and you try to stop it by placing your hands in its path, it would climb over your hand and continue on its set path without recognizing the danger ahead and would ultimately perish. But if 
it were possible for you to speak the language of an ant or better still become an ant and warn the ant you just might be able to convince the ant and save it from perishing in the case of man god did more than just become a man and warn us of impending danger through jesus christ he threw himself into the danger so that we could see the horror of the punishment for sin Jesus' assignment included a horrible death on the cross to pay the penalty for sin. For this is the only way to free man from sin. Another explanation is necessary at this point. Centuries ago, God had made his intention to free man from sin, known through the nation of Israel as a model of what he was ultimately going to do for all mankind. God gave Israel ordinances on how they were to be made ceremonially clean from sin. This involved an offender or sinner placing his hands on the head of a sheep or lamb that was without blemish or spot. This action of placing one's hands on the head of an innocent sheep or lamb was to transfer one's sins to the animal. It effectively made the animal guilty and justified its death for the sin of the offender, while at the same time, the offender was made clean from sin and able to approach God with a clear conscience. So, when God sent Jesus Christ into the world, he was born without sin, and lived a sinless life. This qualified him, like the sheep or lamb, without blemish or spot, to die for the sins of the whole world, and thus make man free of sin. God, however, gave a proviso, that is, all human beings, whoever they may be, who will believe and accept that Jesus' death was for their sins, will be made free of sin. By simply believing and accepting this act of Jesus Christ, which occurred centuries ago, an individual is essentially transferring his sins unto Jesus and is therefore instantly made free of sin just as Israel of old was made free through the death of an innocent animal once a man is cleansed of sin he becomes acceptable to God who then comes to enter into a relationship with him it is the death of Jesus Christ that makes it possible for human beings to be free of sin and its effects and thus be able to worship God without the fear of being destroyed by this holy God but only those who acknowledge that Jesus died for their sins can benefit from what accompanies salvation. This is the reason why we cannot but speak about the death of Jesus Christ on a regular basis. For Jesus' death is the basis of everlasting life for all men, for all have sinned. Whenever we speak of the death of Jesus Christ, therefore, we are speaking of the wonderful provision of God for man to be free of sin. This is what makes the message of the death of Jesus Christ good news. It is not good news just because Jesus died. It is good news because through his death, we are free from past sins and are no longer enemies of God, our maker. This, my friend, is not religion. This is the gospel. You no longer need to go to a shrine or bow down to some stone, image or animal. You no longer need to be held captive or hostage by fraternities, cults, orders or men who claim to be grandmasters requiring that you bow to their demands or face their wrath. You can now be free from prostitution, homosexuality, drug addiction, stealing, jealousy, and so on. As I come to the close of today's broadcast, I want you to think about this. God's love for you is so great that he sent his son Jesus Christ to the earth to die on your account. And if only you can acknowledge that the death of Jesus Christ is the payment for your sins, you shall not die a second death, but shall live forever after the physical death. This, my friend, is the good news that we have brought to you today. All you need do now is to accept this good news and make this confessional statement. Dear Jesus Christ, I believe in my heart and now confess with my mouth that indeed you died for my sins. I repent of my sinful life and accept your offer of salvation for my soul. Thank you for dying on the cross for my sins. 
make me one of your own from today amen let us pray everlasting father i want to thank you for this broadcast once again as many as have heard and are ready at this time to be cleansed from their sins i bring them before you and i pray almighty and everlasting god that you will wash them completely from sin free them and begin to dwell in them and with them thank you so much everlasting father in jesus name i have prayed amen we can be reached after this broadcast by text or by calling us on either 0807-777-5630 or 0803-777-9931. The numbers to call or send text to again are 0807-777-5630 or 0803-777-9931. I really would love to hear from you. God bless you and goodbye. Oh God, let us be a generation.